be selective. All jobs are not good jobs and all money is not good money. Hey, it's Julie with It's a Nail Thing brought to you by Orly, where we highlight voices of leaders in every aspect of the nail industry to share with you career guidance, growth hacks, and hilarious stories. Whether you're a licensed nail pro or a nail enthusiast, there's room for all of us to build fulfilling careers, so stick around to learn and laugh. Welcome back to another episode of It's a Nail Thing brought to you by Orly. And today we have Mimi D, celebrity manicurist and educator. She is a big presence on social media. She's the creator of hashtag Our Community Nails, which is a weekly nail art challenge. She's got her own line of nail merch, her own press-on shop, a series on Pinterest, and she does all of this while educating on social media. So I'm very excited to chat with her today and share her story. And just a heads up, this was recorded on Zoom, so if the audio isn't perfect, we apologize about that. So we're very excited to chat with you and have you on here today. So excited. So I would, uh, let's get into your nail story. How did you get into nails in the first place? How did it all start? It started for me back in 2010. I was living in New York and working a couple of different jobs. The jobs were great. Money was awesome. The management was a little not so great. So as a way to relax myself after getting off of work, I would paint my nails. And I've always been into art was that kid who asked for a spirograph for Christmas, like that kind of thing. So painting my nails just became another medium for me to express my artistic creativity. And it really helped me just to relax. It was a very therapeutic thing for me. And after a while, I started thinking like, hey, I might be able to make a career out of this. I put myself through nail school and almost a little over 10 years later, like, here I am. So I started in New York. I stayed in New York and worked for about four, five years, like five years. And then I moved to LA and I lived in LA for about five years. And now I'm back on the East Coast. So you on social media, you started something called hashtag our community nails. Mm-hmm. And for people who don't know what that is, can you tell us about it and how it's impacted the community? Absolutely. So Our Community Nails is an initiative that I started a little over a year ago. And I got the idea from a makeup artist and friend, Katie J. Hughes. She was doing something called KJH Academy, where she would do a look on herself, you know, just using various techniques and makeup. And then she would have her community of followers kind of imitate the same thing. She would pick a couple of her favorites and post those alongside with her content on Instagram. And I thought that that was a really cool idea just to be able to get, you know, more people in the community, in the nail community involved with just like trying different things. Because I think that some people are just like a little afraid or they may need like just a little push to try something different. You know, I don't know how it is for you, but there was one point in time where I was only doing like just work with regular nail polish. And then I just moved to doing something with gel polish and, you know, just trying different nail art techniques with those things can be a little intimidating. 
So it's a good feeling to just have and know that there are other people who are also going to try something new. So I try to, you know, just come up with different things every week that, you know, are just not the same old boring, like draw a straight line or paint with a red color or, you know, something like that. I really try to like pick those out of the box kind of things that really get people thinking and really get them to, you know, just try like a different nail art medium or anything. And it, the response has been really amazing. You know, I've had some people just like DM me and say, you know, I really, really look forward to like the themes each week. And I tried something that I never thought that I would try before. And, you know, now because of that, I feel more comfortable in doing other things. And that's really you know, the basis of the whole reason why I started it was just to have some people just try some things, you know, like sometimes we're just so afraid to just try things. And I mean, I really look forward to it too, because, you know, even I'm trying things that I have never done before. And <laughs> there have been a couple of times where I've tried a nail art look and it did not happen. Like it just was not working at all. But I ended up doing something else that I actually really did like. And so even just going throughout that process and, you know, you start out on something and you hate how it looks and it's like, oh, I don't oh, I don't even want to do this. And so you start over. And when you start over, you end up doing something that you really, really like. And so it really is a whole thing of like trusting the process, really. But it's been really awesome. And because I think some people you know, need a little extra boost in their creativity every now and then, you know, as a creative and an artist, sometimes you get in those funks and, or, you know, you're so burnt out from doing the same thing over and over. So just to have something to look forward to that can like challenge you in a creative way has been really, really, really awesome. I love that. That's beautiful. And I can totally attest to that too, that just being able to learn something new or try something new with a whole community with you doing the same thing. So, you know, mm -hmm. you're not going to be the only one messing up. You're not going to be the only one needing help. Like it's right. just so much more approachable. Just to touch on that. What were your favorite challenge themes and what was your process for doing each design? Oh, okay. So we did one recently where you had to pick an artist of your choice. It could be a graphic artist, a traditional artist, a nail artist, any kind of artist and just recreate some of their work. And I picked an artist where it was a graphic art, it was a graphic art piece. And it had like a really dark background and then it had these spots of like lighter colors. And then it had a very thin line that was like a really light color. Then it also had some aspects of gold in it. And when I first saw it, I looked at it and I'm like, okay, I know I can somehow translate that to be on a nail, but let's figure it out. So of course, you know, painting on dark backgrounds, when you add a lighter color on top of it, you know, you have to do certain things so that the color will actually pop. I used two different mediums. I used gel polish and then I used chrome powder. And I don't use a lot of chrome powder, but I know that, you know, Trends come and go, they're always recycling. So it's always good to just make sure that you're fresh on a trend. So I wanted to use chrome powder as part of the gold in it. So like a new technique that I had to try to figure out was how am I gonna get this chrome powder on this nail? But the way the design was, there's like small gaps in between. And when you work with chrome powder, it pretty much gets everywhere. <laughs> 
<laughs> so I had to figure out how was I going to be able to make sure that the lines in between the chrome were still very distinct. So, you know, just doing things like that, you know, challenging your mind, trying to figure out how you're going to do a technique to make sure that whatever art piece you decide would translate onto a nail. That one was super fun. And then we did a, oh, each month we always start out with the birthstone. Ah. Yeah. So for November, we did, what is this? Citrine. Citrine. So we did citrine and I actually had some like natural citrine stones. So I put those on a nail and it's like a 3D kind of thing. So, you know, again, just working with gems and doing something 3D, that's something different because when you do things for like ads and, you know, like different on set work, it's usually very like, we just want a color. There's no like, let's put five charms on a nail and make it 3D yeah. and make, you know, you don't typically do those kinds of things. So that was really fun to get to do that one. And then I think my next favorite one was when we did Sapphire. So I, and this goes back to one of my earlier points. We did Sapphire and I start, I had a silicone mold where it, you can like actually have it look like a certain gem. So I tried to create a gem using the silicone mold. I didn't use the right gel. It got stuck in the moles so I couldn't get it no. out <laughs> the worst ever you're like I can never use this again <laughs> but I just ended up again just pivoting just pivoting and being able to come up with something where you know I just scrapped my original plan and like started from scratch and it ended up being a nail that I really really liked so the birthstone ones ha have kind of been my favorite so far having to go through the creative process and forcing yourself to do these exercises Mm -hmm. helps you so much in especially like I don't take clients now but when I was taking clients you know you start shaking when you know the client asks you to do something that you're like oh my god I haven't done that in a really long time or I, I, yeah. I don't know which way to do that and mm -hmm. if you're constantly exercising your brain to think outside of the box and, and think of those things you're going to be less and less scared and much more confident in the salon mm -hmm. when you're actually doing those on clients so that is such a great thing I love that so much <laughs> yeah, and it's so true. And then it it also like the more you exercise that, the more you get comfortable with if something goes wrong, then what? You oh, know? Yes. It's like, okay, that didn't work. So like what can yeah. I do? Like the more <laughs> yeah. you just sit in there with like their their nail in your hand and you're like, uh. <laughs> yeah, okay, <turn> this <laughs> But doing those kinds of exercises, it does help because then you remember like, oh, I remember when I tried that, it didn't work. So I know that I can do this and that'll give you the same thing. So it really does help you like be able to think on the fly and Absolutely. problem solve. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yes. something we all need to do. <laughs> so you actually also are pretty big on Pinterest and I know Pinterest mm -hmm. isn't talked about quite as much, but it's making a pretty big comeback. I'm hearing a lot of things about Pinterest lately. Listen, I was an Instagram girl for a long time. And don't get me wrong, I'm still an Instagram girl. But there have been so many times where, and you know, this, this is for anyone, when you're creative and you post something, you're like, I really love this. I know people are going to love it. And because of the algorithm, you know, they only show it to four people. And so yeah. I'm like, I have two likes. Like, it's what is like happening? a punch in the face. 
right? And you're like, dang, I really thought this was really, you know? Yeah. But on Pinterest, it's just so different because they have the tools where once you post something, you know, they give you this option of like topics. And so if you can immediately press, like you don't have to do, you don't have to use hashtags there. It's literally like, if it's nail art, you can press nail art. You can, and then I've typed in sometimes like winter nail art, holiday nail art, 4th of July nail art. And so like those options come up. And, you know, when I got approached to do a show on Pinterest, it was something that I was so excited about because I had a YouTube series that I maybe did like two episodes and then like life just lifed and so I couldn't do it anymore but it was so exciting to just come back and be able to put together a 12 episode show educate people on certain things about nail health and just how to avoid broken nails or you know what what steps can you take to prevent there we go to prevent breaking nails and it was stuff like that and then what kind of cuticle oil or you know walking you through the process of which tools you should buy which things you sort of avoid when it comes to you know just like different things like that but I really love Pinterest because you can see the results of your content a lot faster because people get on Pinterest and they're looking for the exact thing that you're talking about The thing with Instagram is that, you know, you use a hashtag, but if everybody uses that same hashtag, it gets buried. And then sometimes, you know, they don't even post things in order. So it's like, they'll give you the option for the top performing content in this hashtag range or whatever. But on Pinterest, like I will post something on Instagram and then post it on Pinterest and it does so much better on Pinterest. Which is crazy because it's the same content. But, you know, I just think about that quote where, you know, it's not about, it's about your audience. Like it's about where you're placed. So like if you're, you know, a turtle and you're placed in the rainforest or something, I don't know. But like, you know, it's just about where you're placed and you're appreciated more depending on the audience that you have. So if you're a magician and you're trying to like showcase your work at a church, it might not go over so well. <laughs> but if you're placed in a circus, that's your audience. So your your work is going to be appreciated and loved a whole lot more. And that's so true. <laughs> like finding the correct place and like more so your environment to grow your community. Right. You know, where people are going to relate to you more and like how to find your niche audience. Like that's so mm-hmm. important in growing your social media. So you still do a lot of stuff on Instagram as well. And we see Mm -hmm. a ton of education. I know you have your hands-on series on Pinterest, but you do a ton of, I don't even, does Pinterest have like Insta story type things? Like do they They do. They do have that. They do. Do I think everybody has that now. I don't. I probably should, but I have a toddler and. Oh yeah. (laughs) No, I can't imagine. (laughs) (laughs) Cause I know we have your Insta stories on Instagram that are so good. You're always you know, up to date with things that are going on and just like speaking your mind on, on things that you truly feel passionate about. And one of the things we love about you is that you're always talking about misinformation in the industry. And when you see something that you know is wrong, you go off on it. So let's talk about that a little bit. There is so much misinformation in the industry. It's insane. Yeah. Unfortunately, 
you know, and this has been around for the longest time, but I think now with having a social presence, it's so much easier to get the correct information out. And it's just important, you know, I don't have a huge, huge following, but I have enough people who like, when they see what I'm posting, they share it with people. And the thing about misinformation that just burns me up is just that there are people who end up getting hurt and they, and it really is no need for that. Of course, recently I went on a rant about this one company that was promoting hybrid gel as something that, you know, you just put the hybrid gel on and you put the press on on top of it. And then once it's cured, you take it off and you have this perfectly filed nail and, and then change your nails every Monday. And I just looked at it and I get served quite a few ads that are just terrible, but <laughs> this one, like I just couldn't. And like most of the time I just don't even care about it. Like I just, you know, press the button and say hi to Like it's irrele- irrelevant. I don't want to see it anymore. But this one, you know, it really just bothered me because once I posted about it and talked about, you know, just how, how all of it was wrong and how these companies who typically don't even care about the nail industry period they just see it as a way for them to make money yeah and it's so unfortunate because you know they will just put anything out and people watch it and they end up buying the product and then they buy it and they try to use it and they end up injuring themselves you know quick story once I posted that I had someone who came to my dms and basically said you know this happened to me I purchased a kit that I saw on Instagram and I used it once. It was a gel product. I used it once. And what I'm gathering is that she didn't, she had the gel on her skin when she cured it. Because again, they don't show you that in these ads. They don't show you that you're supposed to clean all the gel off of your skin before you cure it. So unfortunately, that's what happened to her. She had gel on her skin. She cured it. Her fingers started to itch. She did the she did the system a couple more times. And then she ended up with like tiny little blisters on her hands. And I'm like, see, this is what I don't like. If you're a company and you want to sell things and you want to make money, I don't have no problems with that. I have my own business that I'm trying to make money too. But what I don't like is when companies market these products as if they're super easy to use at home they don't send you any like true instructions they just send you the product so you don't know what you're putting on your hands and then people end up getting hurt in the process and so then now you have nail professionals who have to come in or dermatologists you have to come in tell this person you know okay well as a nail professional I cannot diagnose you you know you're going to have to go to a dermatologist and see what they say then, you know, somebody makes an appointment, they go to the dermatologist, they tell them that, oh, you have contact dermatitis, or you have something worse, and now you have to take medication. It's like, the companies don't share this information. So you have these people who end up getting hurt in the process, all because they were just trying to save some money or save some time. Because again, especially in my case, nails were very therapeutic for me. And, you know, if somebody's in that in the in that same boat they're doing their nails as a way for them to just relax have it be a therapeutic experience treat themselves a little bit and now they've ended up with 
you know, itchy fingers and contact dermatitis. Now something that used to be so therapeutic for them is now like it has a negative connotation behind it. And it shouldn't like nails really should be an enhancement, something that just further displays who you are, what you want to like show, how you want to show up in the world. This is me. It's the middle of winter and I have neon yellow nails because that's what I want to wear. You know, like it, it should just be fun and light and something like that. And I just don't like when I see these ads with all of this misinformation because it's bad enough that our industry and professionals in our industry get like treated like they're the lowest on the totem pole and that, you know, anything that we do is super easy and I can do that. And, you know, just with my onset experience, you know, hearing stories about how other makeup artists or hairstylists will like carry nail polish in their kit because sometimes production doesn't want to front the money for manicures and okay like if you want to save a couple dollars that's fine but like at the same time you know people just need to understand that there is a level and there is a lot of education that goes into being a nail professional it's not just let me learn how to take a brush dip it in liquid dip it in powder and then put it on your nails like it's not that easy and that's another thing that goes with the misinformation. Like they just make it think that, make people think that, you know, oh, you can do this. Can you? <laughs> <No>. <laughs> but yeah, it's, yeah. it's insane. And I, it, one of the things, cause there is so much misinformation and it drives me absolutely nuts. When I was, you know, creating a team for a mobile nail company, whenever I would hire somebody, I would give them a list of, Mm -hmm. it was like 15 nail myths. And I'd be Mm. like, unlearn these, (laughs) memorize it. (laughs) I don't care what you think about it. This is proven to be false. Like you will not spread this misinformation to your clients anymore. So it's just like, it's just, there's so much out there. And if I find a product that looks like it works too good, like too Mm. good to be true, Mm-hmm. ask them for an msds sheet if they cannot yep. provide me one then it is too good to be true you don't want that on your nails <laughs> yep absolutely yep that's true yep that is absolutely those removers that would just like crackle like, peel off <laughs> oh yeah the minute it's i saw that I'm like, that can't be good <laughs> that can't be good at all yeah it was like car paint stripping stuff it was insane the chemicals that were in it were so bad and so many people were getting crazy like you were saying allergic reactions and yeah dermatitis but it's but you buy it because you see an ad and you're like this is what I want like this is the easy shortcut for this I want my gel to come off in four and a half minutes (laughs) like no (laughs) that's not safe (laughs) oh my gosh yeah but also talking about misinformation in the start of 2021, I made a reel that went viral because it basically said that your nails don't breathe. Stop saying that. And you would not believe how many people were like, what do you mean they don't breathe? And then I, I literally had someone say, well, how come I can feel the air when I take my nails <laughs> off? But, you know, it's the same way. And when, like, you wash a face full of makeup off, you still feel the air on your skin. That doesn't mean that there are lungs on your face. <laughs> so many people cannot fathom or cannot wrap their head around the fact that your nails don't actually breathe. People actually believe that. That's the problem. 
Yeah, no, it's funny you said that because I literally two days ago, I got a comment on one of my videos that talks about nails not breathing. Right. And they were like, this is completely false. They absolutely breathe. <laughs> right. And it, it's funny because like people understand that with hair and mm-hmm. your nails are made of the same thing. So what do you not like, how much more proof do we have? What is not for you? <laughs> what Where is, is not clicking? <laughs> So I would love to chat about your line of merch because I actually just was exploring it and I'm obsessed with all of it. So those bomber jackets are sick, but you have a, a huge line of merch. How did that come to be? I, my first piece of merch was a beanie, the beanie, the nail artist beanie. I really wanted that beanie for the longest time. And so I went to this place in New York because you could order a beanie and like take it there. You could take anything there to get it embroidered. So I went there and got my beanie embroidered. And so I wore it and I got like a few compliments. Like people were like, oh, that's really cute. Like, do you sell those? And I'm like, no, but I should. Some things, some items that people could feel comfortable in and that people would feel comfortable like getting a little dirty. You know, when you work, especially if you're like using an e-file, you get covered in dust, you get covered in glitter, chrome powder, you know. I didn't really want people to like wear their own clothes because I'm also thinking about myself like I don't want to mess up my good clothes you know I need like a work uniform so I just started like creating certain things and I wanted to keep it super basic and so the first thing that I came up with was the nail artist and I just kind of like put that on a bunch of stuff it also came from whenever I would show up to set some people would mistake me for like the hair assistant and so I kind of wore that as a like, this is why I'm here. Don't ask me questions. I love that so much. <laughs> <laughs> because then also, you know, being that I look so young, people, you know, would look at me and kind of not necessarily like shoo me away. But again, with people thinking nails at the bottom of the totem pole. When there is a level of respect. Food, yeah. there's a, right. There's a level of respect. And, you know, there's a level of, I need you to understand that we are all on the same level here. Like, I'm the lead, just like you're the lead hair, you're the lead makeup, you're the photographer, you're the stylist. Like, we're all important here. And so, you know, it just became a way for me to show people who I was and tell them why I was here without having to say a word, because I really want nail artists, manicures, nail techs, whatever you want to go by. I, I have all of them, all the words on all the things. I just want people to feel empowered and feel like, yeah, I, I feel proud when I wear this. Like, this is who I am. This is my profession. It's not any less than anyone else's profession. So, okay. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, because when I was looking at it too, I was like, immediately I was just felt represented, you know? And I was like, you don't find that anywhere, especially because there's, you know, so many things for makeup artists everywhere Mm -hmm. and stylists and stuff. And just seeing just the simplest words, nail artist. I'm like, that's me. That's who I, like, I want to show that off. I I love that so much. And you can get yours at shop the mimi d.com s-h-o-p-t-h-e-m-i-m-i-d.com head on over there beanies are so cute you have sweatshirts you have regular shirts you have bomber jackets you have everything the sweatpants are my favorite The sweatpants yes when i tell you they are the most comfortable the comfiest 
And I'm not just saying that because it's my store. Like I've literally had people send me messages and be like, I did not realize that these are going to be this comfy. And they have pockets. Okay. That's all we need. <laughs> That's all you need to say. <laughs> you know how important pockets are. <laughs> it still drives me nuts to this day that there are still clothes for women that have zero pockets. Like what do we, no are we not supposed to carry things? <laughs> it's so absurd. So you have done so much in your career what yeah. information would you give to somebody who maybe doesn't know what they want to do but they want to do all of these things that you know similar to you're doing mm-hmm. how would you get started um first I would tell them to go get licensed and after you get your license do everything try everything I worked in a salon I had my own salon suite space I've worked on set I've done special events I've been a part of an app I've taught classes like I've, I've done all of the things and you're never going to know what it is you like unless you try a bunch of stuff and if you want to go the onset route assist everybody even if you start leading your own photo shoots you should still assist people don't ever get too big or feel like you've done so much that you can't assist people because I've learned the most about the industry, about onset etiquette. I've learned, you know, how to select the right color for the right job. And I've learned so much of that just by assisting people. Even when I started getting covers of magazines, if someone called and needed an assistant, I would go and assist them. Because at the end of the day, it's about the work. And don't get caught up in the social media hype about, you know, don't worry about your numbers. Don't worry about, you know, who's following you today and who's not following you tomorrow. All of that stuff does not matter. It's about the work. And I can say that I've had my Instagram since 2012, I believe, a little over 14,000 followers. And I, what I love most about that is because I did not pay for a single follower. All of my followers are genuine. They come and talk to me. They ask me questions. If you really want to have an authentic career and really succeed, just go slow. Don't be in a rush to like go viral or do all of these things, especially if you're fresh out, like you need to be working working and like really working not bsing but working you know the the celebrities if that's what you want to do celebrities will come but there's also a certain code of conduct that you need to have with celebrities that you can't just have you can't treat them the same way that you treat your salon guest you know there's just so many things that you have to learn so i always would say take your time don't be in a rush assist any and everybody put your head down and do the work and if there's something that you want to do if there's a career that you want to emulate follow those people establish and build genuine relationships with them don't let the first thing you send to them is can I da 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 like that is the absolute worst thing you could ever do is immediately <laughs> yeah. start a conversation with can I can I how did you how did you like no you need to engage with their content 
like some posts, make comments, do that for a few months before you like just get in there and start asking for things. You know, take part in challenges, even if it's for a little bit, you know, exercise your creative muscle as much as you can. Try any and everything. And then if one other piece of advice is if there is something that you don't want to do, don't do it. If it's, you know, like me, I don't do acrylic. I will if I absolutely have to, but I don't like doing acrylic. But the only way for me to get to that point was to try doing acrylic, to try doing gel, to try doing, you know, anything. So at least try it. And then if you don't like it, then that's fine. And, you know, make sure that you're staying authentic to yourself. That's why I say like go slow because then you can figure out who you are as a nail professional. And once you do that, it makes it very easy to either align or decline work because knowing who you are as a nail professional, in my case, there have been times when my agent would call and ask if I would want to do, you know, a certain celebrity. And number one, if I have heard horror stories about you, I'm not going to work with you. I don't care who you are. And the second thing is, this is why it's important to go slow and to assist everybody, because then you get to make these connections with people. And through those connections, you get to learn about which celebrities are difficult, which celebrities require a little more attention, which celebrities are super chill and, you know, will like... These are things that you learn, but you have to go slow. You have to build those genuine relationships. So just work. It's all about the work with me. Anybody who assists me, it's about the work. I don't care if you have two followers. If I look on your account and your work is impeccable, I will I will gladly have you assist me. I love that so much. I very much had someone kind of take me under their wing and kind of showed me the ropes and, you know, just gave me the freedom to kind of mess up even yeah I mean because that again that's the best way to do it like if you're gonna mess up I mess up mess up when you're assisting someone because then they can come in and fix it and then you can get education on something the worst thing to do is to like mess up when you're the lead and you have no idea how to fix it what is a do and a don't when it comes to nails oh a do and a don't do use your cuticle oil (laughs) don't not use your cuticle oil (laughs) (laughs) shout it from the rooftops people do not know how important it is to use cuticle oil it's for real it's life-changing seriously if you are a nail professional do work hard don't accept everything be selective All jobs are not good jobs, and all money is not good money. Yes, say that again. All money (laughs) is not good money. All money is not good money. Because there are so many times, especially in this industry, you will stress yourself out to no end just because you think you have to keep up with doing a specific job or a a specific client. Mm -hmm. Your mental health comes first. (laughs) Okay. Do Here's another one. Do... (laughs) get massages <laughs> yes you, your body needs them <laughs> do have a therapeutic outlet if you don't have a therapist get somebody who you could talk to about stuff do draw boundaries yes, with your yes, clients yes. 
don't allow them to just come and dump all of their nonsense, even though some of it is very juicy. Don't <laughs> let them come and just dump all of that on you because you are you are holding hands with these people. And that is like the quickest way to exchange energy is to hold someone's hand. So if, you know, if you have your own salon space and you can afford to like sage people as they come in, <laughs> you might need to sage or burn some something. That's so funny. <laughs> right. But yeah. That's true. We are sponges. I found out somebody was pregnant before their husband did. You know, it's just, they tell you everything. <laughs> they do tell you everything. And then when they leave, you're like, wow. And then, you know. <laughs> You can't wait for the like three week appointment because then you get an update. Yeah. Like, Girl, tell me what happened. What happened? Real life drama show in front of you. Right. <laughs> what is a nail trend that you would love to see make a comeback? One trend I would love to see come back is the level of respect that people have for nail professionals. I love that you said that. <laughs> I would love for that to come back. I love that you said that. <laughs> And one that I would like to see go is giving celebrities credit for things we've been doing for years. Because <laughs> I'm tired of that. Very true. Yeah. And it's funny because it's almost like, you know, right place, right time. These trends become huge when people like us are just doing it in our houses five years right. ago. And then like mm-hmm. nobody sees it because we don't have enough followers or something, you know, and it's like so frustrating. Mm-hmm. What's on your nails today? You know, nothing. Perfect. I'm giving my nails a little break. I used to wear them. They're super short now, but I used to wear them longer. But when I tell you, when you are the mom of a toddler, and then if you have a boy, and then if he is a mama's boy, he is like all over you all the time. (laughs) I love my kid. He is like just everything to me. But he... It just uses me as a jungle gym and I can't have the longer nails because I just don't want to like poke him if I'm tickling him or if we're playing, like I don't want to scratch him, you know, his face is just adorable and I don't want to ruin that. Like I work too too hard making that thing for nine months, you know what I'm saying? So like, I got to keep that thing cute, but (laughs) I usually right now I'm just, if I do anything, it's a nail hardener and a top coat. And your nails still look beautiful. Very healthy. That's all that matters, you know? Just beautiful nails. Yeah, (laughs) beautiful oil. (laughs) So what do you think is next for you? Are you working on any projects? Do you have anything in the works right now? What do you think is next in your nail journey? Classes. I want to teach more classes. I'm I'm not going to say I want to. I'm going to teach more classes. I'm going to do some different classes you know, there are tons of classes on, you know, nail art and structure nails and all those kinds of things. But I want to develop some classes that have to do with the business side of, you know, nails. And if you're trying to get an agent, like, how do you go about doing that? And I I did that back in 2020. I did have a seminar. I had a two-day seminar where, you know, people who attended got to talk to me, Lisa Logan, Kimmy Keys, and Michelle Saunders. And the people who attended, you know, they got to learn like how to get an agent. They got a little taste of onset etiquette. They got, 
you know, things like how to make sure you're choosing the right colors for certain people. You know, they got all of those like super intense insights. And I want to get back to teaching more classes on that. So for sure, for sure, definitely more classes and more merch and just, you know, any and everything. I'm just dabbling in everything. Amazing. <laughs> Thank you so much for being on It's a Nail Thing, Mimi. This was great to hear your story. You have done so many things. And I, I want to make sure nobody forgets to check out shopthemimid.com to check out some nail artist merch and to follow you on Instagram, TikTok, Pinterest at the Mimi D. Thanks so much for tuning in to It's a Nail Thing brought to you by Orly. It was so great chatting with Mimi D. She had an incredible insight on how to grow in the nail industry and how important it is to never stop learning. I highly recommend checking out hashtag our community nails on Instagram to join in on her weekly nail art challenge and step up your nail game. Don't forget to follow Orly on all socials and also at Orly Plus on Instagram. And make sure to subscribe to this podcast so you never miss an episode. We'd love to hear your thoughts, so don't be shy to leave us a review. We will be back next week with another episode and another great guest. If you want to suggest somebody we should interview, email us at podcast at orlybeauty.com. 